This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. Well, seemingly the key to success for businesses today is to run a bit of a dual operation. First, continue to be excellent at what you do best, what has made you the leader in your area. But second, look to the future, the next big success, whether that's an offshoot of what you're already doing or something new altogether. Dartmouth business professor Vijay Govindarajan looks at this business and his book, The Three-Box Solution, A Strategy for Leading Innovation. And Vijay joins us on the show right now. Great to have you, sir. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Uh, You mentioned uh, in some of the notes that that came out that The Three-Box Solution, this book, was actually inspired by your native India, correct? That's right. How is that, sir? You see, in the Hindu spirituality, we recognize three gods. There is Lord Vishnu. He is the god of preservation. That is box one, manage the presence. Then there is Lord Shiva. He is the god of destruction. That is box two, destroy the past. And then there is Lord Brahma. He is the god of creation. That is box three, create the future. Therefore, the three-box solution is really tied to Hindu scriptures. So what are, the, for people that are just uh, tuning in, the three-box solution, explain what the boxes are. You see, the main basic idea here is future is now. Future is not about what you have to do in the future. That means if you want to be, if you're a corporation, and you want to be a leader in the year 2020, the job does not start in the year 2020. Right. The job starts on April 26, 2016. Future is now. If future is now, corporations need to take actions in three boxes. <laughs> Box one is manage the present. That means you've got to improve the efficiency of your current businesses, the way they are constructed today. Box two is about selectively forget the past. You have to abandon some of the mindsets and practices from the past. And box three is about create the future. Box one is competition for the present. That's all about efficiency. Box two, box three is competition for the future. That's all about innovation. Both are terribly important. Therefore, the leadership challenge is how do you create your future while managing the present? And the basic idea is future is now. Mm -hmm. And the reason this is hard to do is box one and box two, box three, you have to execute today, but they require different principles. That's where it's tough. I was I was actually in going through this. I was actually very interested in in the second box, uh, escape the traps of the past. So you mean having kind of an eye for the future problems and cutting them out before they become a problem? That is absolutely right. The reason, I I think of the three boxes, you picked it up correctly, box two is the biggest problem. In having worked with companies, what I have found is box two is where they struggle. Box two is about forgetting. 
Box 3 is about creating. Box 3 is about learning. Box 2 is about unlearning. If you cannot forget, you cannot learn. Yet organizations find it extraordinarily difficult to, to forget. Think about how many books we have written on learning organizations. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't written a single book on forgetting organizations. <laughs> and if you can't forget, you can't learn. And the reason why forgetting is a problem is it is in the mindsets. And that mindset is formed on your success in box one. I guess for, I guess all those authors just forgot to write those books, right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> uh, so then in some respects, is that why we see so many companies like in the last couple of years looking to pare down their operations or sell off pieces of their operations? In fact, selling off their businesses is one way you can do box two. For instance, General Electric uh, unlocked their finance business. Uh, right. While Procter yep. & Gamble pulled down uh, many, many of their businesses in the beauty and personal care segment. That's one way you can do box two. That doesn't mean these are bad businesses, but they don't fit with your future. It may fit with someone else's future. Right. The other way you can do box two is change people's mindset. You can only divest so many businesses. The other businesses that you still have, they have a box one. And that box one, success, creates mindsets and principles. Some of it you have to selectively forget. And that's where the biggest challenge, erasing organizational memory, is the toughest challenge. You also, as you alluded to before, but it bears repeating and go over it even more, is the fact that it is hard for a lot of companies to look to the future when the level of success they're having in the present is so good, uh, you know, you, you fo you're so worried about keeping that level of success going that you don't think about the next five to ten years, right? That is absolutely right, because it looks like the year 2020 is too abstract. And therefore, you say, I will worry about the year 2020 when I get there. But... The fact is, future is now. Because if you only focus on today every day, today you focus on April 26, 2016, tomorrow you focus on April 27, 2016, if you do that way, one day you're going to wake up and the year 2020 will be today. Right. That's a yeah. lousy way to run a country. That's a lousy way to run a company, but lousy way to run one's personal life. Yet it is difficult because of your box one success. Uh. That is why I say when you're successful in box one, you can actually afford to conduct some experiments to test the future. I don't know. Right mindset. I, I don't know. The way that, that, that one comment sounded in there, it sounded like you may want to run for president. <laughs> no, in I fact, the president of the United States should use three box thinking, isn't it? Yeah, because it, 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 this three box thinking is just a, a philosophical underpinning right. that any organization, whether you are a country, whether you are a church, whether you're a business organization, as I said, even when you're an individual, future is now. So therefore, you need to think in these three boxes. The great country of America was built because somebody taught box three in the, future, in the, in the past. That's why we have great, a great country today. So for this country to be great in the year 2025, we have to plant the seeds today. 
We are joined uh, by the author of the book, The Three Box Solution, uh, Dartmouth Professor Vijay Govindarjan. Uh, your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Uh, you obviously do, a, you mentioned General Electric uh, in terms of what they've done and, and the pairing off of GE Finance. But it just in looking at that company as a whole, what is it that that they have done outside of the move with G, uh, GE Finance? What is it that they have done that has them looking so far in the future right now? a great example of tree box solution and because GE has a 136 year history that means they have done tree box solution uh, as a continuous rhythmic activity otherwise they are not going to survive for 136 years and they reinvented themselves so many times but Jeffrey Meltz if you just take a look at his tenure he essentially paired backs in box two uh, he has done many things in terms of divesting businesses, starting all the way from insurance, NBC Universal, more recently finance businesses. But in box three, he has invested aggressively in emerging markets, and emerging markets have phenomenally grown under his watch, and he has created many affordable products in healthcare and the energy sector there. And more recently, the Internet of Things is a great example of really reimagining General Electric because GE, as you know, is a very much a hardware company. You know, they make in medical uh, imaging equipment like X-ray machines and CAT scanners. In uh, energy, they make large gasoline turbines. In uh, aircraft, they make aircraft engines. These are all hardware products mm -hmm. where they are fantastic. What? Jeffrey Mel wanted to do was to create a software powerhouse. Software powerhouse, you do that because they are so successful in box one. What he did was he created a dedicated team in Silicon Valley and recruited about 1,000-plus software engineers mm -hmm. who have created this Internet of Things. But that dedicated team, therefore, has some separation from the box one performance engine. That's why it can forget. Forgetting is a challenge for box one, but creating a dedicated team is a way you let them do invent their own rules without getting bogged down by the rules of the box one. However, the dedicated team is connected to the mothership, is my point. Yeah. Because GE can win an Internet of Things because they have software that is benefiting from the hardware. The aircraft engines generate so much data that the Internet of Things can leverage. Similarly, gasoline turbine engines or the X-ray machines and CAT scanners. That is why a pure Silicon Valley cannot beat GE. I am a big fan of big companies. Yeah. Too many people have criticized big companies. I say we need to defend big companies. Companies like Vanguard has reinvented itself with web-based advisors. Hasbro has reinvented itself. New York Times has reinvented itself with New York Times Digital. Google has reinvented itself many times. Big companies are a force for the good. Well, and, and let me jump in there because you mentioned the New York Times, and, and and obviously the publishing industry you also bring up is the fact that it's an example of what has failed in in, in this situation in kind of trying to play out the three-box solution for the most part. So where does the majority of the publishing industry differ from what the New York Times has been able to do? 
I think the publishing industry struggle is a classic example of why the three-box solution is so hard, because the publishing industry had an analog model. In the analog model, which is the printed medium, the margins are very high, and the model is well-proven. There is a subscription to the newspaper, then there is advertisement in the newspaper, if you're talking about the newspaper publishing industry. When it moves to digital, suddenly, from analog dollars, you're making digital pennies, and you don't even know how to monetize it, and the digital has the potential to cannibalize the analog model. That is why it is very important to create a dedicated team, because the analog business otherwise would crush the digital business, New York Times, the Times company did a great job. Right. They created a dedicated team for New York Times Digital. But the dedicated team was connected to the mothership because it borrowed the New York Times brand name, obviously, and the content, etc. So if you have this hybrid organizational model where you create a dedicated team and the dedicated team is separate from the box one performance engine, even in the publishing industry, you can survive. 844-942-7866 is the number if you'd like to jump in and ask a question of our guest, Vijay Govindarajan. Uh, he is the author of the book, The Three Box Solution. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Outside of the public publishing industry, are there other examples of, of corporations that just haven't been able to, to figure it out to this point? In fact, I would say most companies cannot figure it out. Okay. And the reason they find it hard to figure it out is the more successful you are in box one, you get into a preservation mode. And it is just natural. And the other reason is if you don't invest in box three today, it does not hurt you today. It hurts you in the year 2020. It doesn't hurt you today. Therefore, you kind of slip. You know, I'll give you a quick example. Take a box three activity for an individual mm -hmm. which is doing exercise every day. If you do exercise every day, your health is assured in the year 2020. Now, some, why do people don't practice exercise every day is you give all kinds of excuses. Today, you may say, April 26th is my book launch. I'm too busy today. Therefore, I'm not going to do exercise today. If you don't do exercise today, it does not hurt your health today. It hurts it in the future. So it is easy to slip. By the way, if you don't do exercise today, your health does decay today. But the decay is so small, so invisible, you ignore. This is the reason why companies struggle in three box solution. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Uh, is is this process something that, that not only, I mean, obviously we're talking about some bigger name companies here, but is it something that fits also with medium and small size companies as well? Absolutely. Even a Silicon Valley startup has to practice three box solution. This is the interesting thing. I have given this presentation in Silicon Valley. People assume it doesn't apply to startups. Of course, when you are just a pure startup, there is no box one. There is no box two. You only have box three. But what happens in Silicon Valley is very quickly, your box three becomes box one. Therefore, you get into the three-box solution problem. 
By the way, that is the reason why many of the unicorns, their valuations are declining in the last 12 months. Take, for instance, Dropbox. Dropbox came up with a brilliant box tree move, which is on your desktop, you have a magic folder in which you can store data. Right. However, what that box tree took them. They were the first unicorns. What happens is Amazon uh, and Apple comes with you know, Apple comes with iCloud. Amazon comes with cloud-based storage. Empire does strike back. <laughs> when Empire strikes back, the box tree of Dropbox became box one. They didn't come up with the next box tree. That is why their valuations are declining. Is it is it even a little bit easier now for, for companies to kind of find these new ways to innovate because of the digital nature of our, of our lifestyles in general? I think you are absolutely right in this sense that if a company does something smart because of digital technologies it will become transparent to the rest of the world therefore it is very easy for someone else to imitate what you do that is why you have to do the next box tree otherwise somebody else will copy what you're doing in fact the tree box solution has become even more important because the rate of change and the rate of imitation is very high these days Going back to something we were talking about a second ago, then with with the struggles that the publishing industry has has been having, is there a, is there a way for them to rebound? Is there a way for them to get to box three? I think the real solution for publishing industry to is to accept that the digital technologies are here to stay, and then find a viable business model to work within them. By the way. Digital technologies is not always a bad thing because digital technologies essentially changes the very nature of the industry. Because in the print newspaper, you only have a limited geography you can distribute. When you have digital technologies in mobile, social, etc., it really makes the pond so big. Then the question is, how do you find a way to monetize in that? I say... This is really exciting times for the publishing industry. Whoever figures it's still a game wide open. Yeah. I believe New York Times Digital is doing a very good job, but it's still a wide open territory. Uh, the the book uh, obviously is is very interesting, but it, does it lead you into a next path of uh, of research uh, for you to follow up? Absolutely. In fact, the work that I am doing now is to see how. We need to do box three innovation to solve the problems of 5 billion non-consumers in the world. Uh, today, the world has 7 billion population, of which only 2 billion have the purchasing power to buy the goods and services corporations make today. There are 5 billion non-consumers. And the reason they are non-consumers is they can't consume the product consumers are consuming. Otherwise, they would have already become consumers. But if you can do breakthrough innovation, if you can do box-free innovation, you can convert the 5 billion non-consumers into consumers. They need basic things like housing, clean water, basic transportation, sanitation, what we take for granted in this country. And therefore, what I'm really excited to work on with a professor from MIT in the mechanical engineering department is how do you create extremely affordable, high-quality solutions 
to what we will call wicked social problems like water and energy and, and transportation, housing, etc. Quickly, we only have about 30 seconds left, but obviously the end goal, if, if you can get a lot of these things happen, as in some respects a byproduct, is the fact that the economy as a whole becomes much better. Without a question. In fact, I believe this is the best way we can close income inequality. There's the 5 billion non-consumers, when you give them basic health, housing, transportation, they will have earning power. With the result, they will be able to upgrade their own life. That's the best thing we can do as humanity. Great to have you on the show, VG. Greatly appreciate it. It's a fantastic book. Uh, thank you very much for giving us your time. Thank you so much. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.